first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. And we do love listening, participating, and and, uh, spouting off. We love exercising our First Amendment rights around here, and that's just uh, not only the letter of the Bill of Rights, uh, the First Amendment, but the spirit of it as well. The spirit of it, in some ways, is, is just as important. The spirit of the First Amendment means that we don't believe we have a monopoly on the truth. We don't believe that ideas, thoughts, words are dangerous. Yeah, we've always made exceptions for yelling fire in a crowded theater, but that's far, 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 far away from what we are dealing with now. The attempt, the, the vociferous, I love that word, vociferous attempt to shut down opposition, to shut down dissent, to tell people that, that your ideas are dangerous unless you agree with me uh, and that we're going to condition people into believing that if you think the wrong thing, if you believe the wrong thing, if you dare to question, you're dangerous, you're evil, and you should be punished. There is nothing whatsoever American about that. Uh, I want to share with you in this first segment, and by the way, we have a wonderful guest. I am honored to call him a personal friend. He has uh, he's a smart guy, and he is one of the, I guess, associate pastors, he'll explain, at, at Destiny Christian Center in northern Colorado. But he started something called 7,000. And yes, this has biblical references, uh, the Bible that Christians and Jews do share, the the portion of it that they do, Uh, the Torah, they call it the Old Testament. And so we have a lot in common, and with times as dire as they are, we focus on what we have in common, which is imperfect people striving to be better people who are striving to and struggling to know, struggling to discern good from evil. And even if we are imperfect, we are trying to do good rather than evil. Uh, Part of that is accepting differences of opinion. Part of that is protecting other people's rights to think and believe differently than ourselves. That's That's not leftist diversity, which is something entirely different. Diversity meaning we're going to categorize you in a category and and we're going to turn these people against those people and we're going to call it diversity. Nope, that's not even close. Intellectual idea diversity, tolerance for differences of opinion, welcoming dissent and debate, knowing the difference between violence and words. 
Words are not violence. Violence is not free speech. So, you know, we got a lot of things that are being turned upside down. To that end, I want to share with you an experience I had shopping. I shopped at Walmart today. Yes, I did. This morning, I had to pick up a couple of things because I dropped a mason jar on the floor. <laughs> crashed into a bunch of pieces. And I said, oh, I got to get another mason jar. I make my cold brew coffee that way, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I do. I love cold brew coffee. And when you drop a mason jar on a uh, ceramic tire, tile floor, you get uh, a problem. <laughs> you get something with which you have to clean up, uh, especially when there's little slivers of glass on the floor. Don't you hate that? Anyway, so I rushed down because I was doing other things, and I went into Walmart, and uh, some new things are happening at Walmart, and and I thought it was so important. I wanted to share with share it with you on the radio. Now, you know that I am an enormous fan of Cash Friday. I love Cash Friday because it is an individual way to stand up, fight back by the bureaucratic red tapers and the people that want to find you, follow you, surveil you, find out what you buy. They can waste trillions of dollars, but they're very interested in your $600, okay? So paying cash thwarts them. They don't like it. And they are taking steps to bureaucratize private businesses. I heard that every time there's a new COVID variant, uh, they tell you that there is a chain shortage. They don't report it. It just suddenly appears in your favorite lefty-owned and operated stores. Well, I took my few items to the automated checkout because that's what they also want us to do. And we know that the automated checkout has lots and lots of ways to pay cash. Uh, I do it all the time. I uh, one or two items. I throw in a few bucks. I throw in a 20. I get my change. I'm done. I'm out of there. Now, I was never a great fan of that, but that's the way automation is impersonal. You know, I've, I've ranted about um, us being controlled and manipulated and uh, yeah, turned into robot zombies like the robots and zombie and computers that we're all taking orders from today. But that's a different story. Found out they're growing and growing and growing these automated uh, uh, checkout places on both ends of Walmart. And mind you, this is Walmart in Texas, but they will not accept cash at any of them. They're going to inconvenience you as much as they can to make you wait in line for a live, live, not a teller, a live, uh, a clerk to check you out if you want to pay cash. And that is absurd because they went to a lot of trouble to take cash in all of these automated systems. Now they've disabled them because they want you to use your credit card for a dollar five. Let's see, why would they want to do that? We're ahead of the curve around here, ladies and gentlemen, because we know that they don't want, they want a cashless society. They want to manipulate you into letting them know every single transaction you do so that eventually they will control and manipulate you however they wish to do it. And of course, I'm saying, well, who's they? Who's they? 
Well, there's an awful lot of whomevers that are controlling the way we do business today. Uh, and they're using private businesses, one time was private, uh, to, as their proxy to do it. So now, uh, after they went to all this trouble of having their machines take cash, no longer do they cash, they want you to use a credit card. So what did I do? I went over to the uh, live human being. I, I uh, bought about $37 and change. And what did she do? She gave me back $38, $38. I said, what? So now they are rounding up in your favor and not giving you back any change. Think this is conditioning, folks? Think this is manipulation on a large scale? You better believe it is. Now, if they keep rounding up in your favor, how long is it going to be before they round down in your favor and take money away from you? I you might think I'm overreacting about this, but I am not. This is conditioning. This is teaching. Already the, the young have been taught that change doesn't matter. Uh, nickels, dimes, and quarters doesn't matter. Math doesn't matter. Precision change doesn't matter because, after all, kids today, I sound so old, don't know how to make change without a computer telling them how. Now we're being told, oh, don't worry, we're going to bribe you with a little bit of change because we're always going to round up how long I think it'll be before they round down. Why? Because it is march towards Marxism. You may think this is a small deal, like some people thought it was a small deal that people were wearing rags on their face because COVID, COVID, COVID. Guess what? You found out. It was just a symbol of things to come. All right. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It is not a small thing. Walmart is uh, the, now the favored, among the favored proxies for the government because now Walmart is doing business with the government. Remember when the left was screaming murder? Walmart was getting rid of all mom and pop small businesses. Well, have you ever, have you heard in the last two to five years, two to three to four years, any dutiful telling you that they hate Walmart because they're getting rid of small mom and pop businesses? Suddenly, the people that were champions of small mom and pop businesses hate small mom and pop businesses tried desperately to shut them down at the beginning of the COVID nightmare, the pandemic. I never called it that, but you know what? That's what it was. We all know it is. Is there a real coronavirus? You better believe there is. We have a friend who's fighting it right now. It's a virus, and yeah, it probably originated by our very own taxpayer dollars and there's evidence that it is, it's got Fauci's fingerprints all over it. If Tom Clancy had written a novel where the top doctor in the whole country is giving medical advice on what to do for a, a virus that he unleashed, that he helped to unleash, uh, Tom Clancy, who I've never read, uh, would never put it out there because it's too far-fetched to believe. But today, we have the very guy that was experimenting on Beagles, for heaven's sake, 
uh, isn't there that old mental health thing that if you are cruel to uh, helpless animals, if you murder and kill and torture innocent animals, it's a small hop, skip, and a jump to becoming a mass murderer? Well, you do the math. Laura Logan called Dr. Fauci a mangala. I don't think that's inaccurate because hospitals all over this country are taking orders from the Fauci protocols that have proven to harm people, and yet they're doing it anyway. So what does that, what does that add up to you? Does that add up to uh, some kind of intentional harm being done? I don't know for sure, and I don't think you do either. But guess what? I'm coming full circle. We have a right to question. We have a right to ask questions and to wonder what the heck is going on in our country. That's what we have a right to do. So that is what we are dedicated to around here. And that is to exercise not only the letter of the law of the First Amendment and all of our God-given Bill of Rights, but the spirit of the law, the spirit of of the first and the bill of rights. And that is not everybody different strokes for different folks. I'll I'll lay another cliche on you live and let live. Whatever happened to that live and let live. If you are not harming or taking away someone else's rights, which the left is actively engaged in doing for people who disagree with them, then you get to live your way, right? Uh, I just wrote a piece about abortion, which you can uh, find at my website, KarenCataline.com, in which the left uses the language of liberty to to elevate death in the form of abortion and other forms of mass genocide like euthanasia. Do you want these people in charge of life or death decisions? I don't. That's why I became pro-life. I don't want these people in charge of life or death decisions. I'd rather have God in charge of that. However you conceive God to be, it's better than man being in charge of it because man is really screwing things up these days. Anyway, I got to run. So watch out for your local Walmart. Stop going. If they're manipulating you, stop going. Go to a local grocery store something. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off. We'll have our wonderful guest and I'll tell you all about him when we get back. This is Karen Cataline. You're listening to Spouting Off. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air but you haven't been able to find the right words. Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous. It's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can Ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. 
Ask Aunt Emma today. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off. You're listening to the Friday edition of Spouting Off. And yes, it's Cash Friday. Don't give up on Cash Friday. If Walmart tells you you can't use cash, do what you got to do or shop elsewhere. All right. Uh, I am delighted to welcome a friend of mine. He is a pastor along with, (laughs) there are a lot of Steve pastors over at this Church Destiny Christian Center in Northern Colorado. His name is Pastor Steve Hall, and he is founder of something he he in created, and it is biblical, calling the seven thousand. He's going to tell you about that and so much more. One of the one of the most knowledgeable people I know on a whole host of subjects. His name is Steve Hall. Welcome, Steve, to Spouting Off Friday. Thanks for joining us. Fine. Thank we, uh, our pleasure, our pleasure. You broke up there a little bit. If you could, st- what I always tell people to do, this is my technological, uh, this is the extent of my technology. Stand near a window, <laughs> and then yeah. you'll have a better connection. Stand near a window, and somehow that does help the cell phone connection. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm sitting right in front of the window. Is that any better? That is much better already. You see, it's so... It's science. Follow the science. Steve, first off, tell us a little bit about your background, because then we're going to go into how you came up with something called Calling the 7,000. Well, um, my background, I'm I'm originally a Colorado boy and and spent almost 30 years, 25 years in the oil and gas business. Uh, Gave my life to the Lord. Uh, approximately 20 years ago and have continued to be in business and uh, owned several businesses. And But there came a time when uh, I became frustrated and I was tricked by my office manager into running for the local school board. And <laughs> Okay. I've always right. been a governmental guy, but this gave me a whole new uh, view upon it. And then um, as I just progressed I, with a call, I, I had this call I just couldn't get rid of with, with the church, and I met a dear friend and mentor of mine who is another Steve. He's the senior pastor at Destiny Christian Center, Stephen Grant. Mm-hmm. We've had and him on the show. It, Yes, and it just kind of went from there. I was a ambassador for Promise Keepers in younger days, Christian organization, and about bringing the families back together. So as we entered into this time, um, not long ago, two or th- two years ago, 
there was a meeting uh, that I went to that I was just not really happy with, but it was glossing over the problems that we were facing and and just trying to paint them with a rainbow brush. Um, and that's where the 7,000 came from. It, it, it began to kind of boil up in my spirit. And, of course, the 7,000 is mentioned in the Bible. It's a, it's, a, it's a conversation that God has with the prophet Elijah in the 8th century B.C. when he has proclaimed a three-and-a-half-year drought against the nation of Israel due to the tyrannical reign of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. And I just couldn't shake it. And so I began to really study that out. And it's, it's, it's those events occurring in a modern-day time. Uh, you know, there's not really much new under the sun. Um, and King Ahab and Jezebel... Oh, I need to stop you for just a minute, okay. Steve. Yes. Mr. Producer? Yes. Is there a way we can improve the sound here, uh, Doug? I just want to get every word, and I don't want to get a podcast where you're going in and out. So I apologize. Okay. If, um, if, if Doug, are you there, Doug? Okay. He's not there. We'll, we'll go to the next break, and we'll try to get a better connection because I don't want to lose anything that you're saying, okay? <laughs> so go right oh, ahead, okay. and uh, as soon as we can, get a better connection because every once in a while you're, you're, we're losing you. So I apologize. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay. You're talking about First Kings 19:18, and all about the uh, 7,000. I'm on your website. That's how I know. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, it even starts in First uh, Kings 17. Um, Elisha, so Elisha was just a common man. There was nothing really known about him until he showed up into a king into the king's court of Israel at the age of 37, approximately. And at that time, uh-huh. it's just like a citizen from Brush, Colorado, that's unknown to the people or wherever it might be. He walks into the king's court and declares that there shall be no rain nor no dew upon the entire land of Israel because of the tyrannical rain that's going on by the king and queen. And then, of course, he has to kind of run out because they basically put a hit on him. And hmm. so, Elisha, we're gonna we're, we're really going to the cliff notes here in this, <laughs> but okay. Uh, uh, Elijah is directed through many places and finally gets into the into the cave at Mount Horeb, where the Lord had told him to go and. And he begins to speak to him, and here is here is what Elijah says. He's afraid to even talk. Um, he he talks to the Lord in the deal that he is the only one. I am the only one that has been here to do this, and the Lord used him mightily. He's just a common man, and when Elijah gets done speaking. 
and informing the Lord that, you know, he's kind of tired of having to do it all himself, uh, the Lord says, well, gives him the mantle to go transfer to Elisha, first of all, gives him a new assignment, and then he says, you know, by the way, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. So that tells me that there is a remnant in Israel that is that is ready to be called to do the work of the Lord, and that's where the seven thousand came from. Yes, and we're I'm trying on your to website. find the seven thousand. <laughs> the seven thousand, and then a few more. And everybody knows, and you've you've pointed this out to me privately and as friends that the number of people, the patriots, who actually fought for our liberty from the British at our founding were a very small minority. They weren't very small. Everyone. There were a lot of people that were against that. And yet, there were people who said, we want liberty, we want freedom, we want to found on this country in liberty. Um, I want to just call everyone's attention to this website, calling this 7,000. And I'm reading here, I love this, it says, never bend, never bow, never surrender. To what does that refer, Steve Hall? That refers to us. So we should take a stand, just like Elijah did when he walked into the king's court. And he did it because of the tyranny. He wasn't doing it out of pride. He wasn't doing it out of politics. He was, he was transmitting, if you will, a communication from the Lord God Almighty that says, straighten your act up or, or you're not going to have any, any land, any food, any animals that can live because they're not gonna, you're going to be in a drought. And, and he stood not for something to gain personally. In fact, it probably cost him almost everything until, he, until the end of his life. But he stood on the principles because, you know, Karen, um, God is or, has ordained government. First of all, that's what we have to understand is that governmental mantles are set up by God Almighty. And he, the Bible says he sets kings up and he takes kings down. And this is what's happening with Ahab through Elisha. So it's nothing more. You could be an Elijah. You, I mean, we all are expected. There's a call, but do we answer? Many are called, but some answer. Um, that's what we're looking for here. That's what we're going to with the 7,000. We're going to have to not be so busy in our own little worlds and take on the responsibility that that uh, Pastor Matthew Truello writes about in the Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates, which biblically, mm-hmm. um, biblically, came about um, in in the about the eighth century. Um, the the first effort was actually from the Roman Empire. 
And in the 98 A.D., 98 to 117 A.D. of Jesus, um, the emperor Trajan, spelled T-R-A-J-A-N, said, Use this sword against my enemies if I give righteous commands. But if I give unrighteous commands, use it against me. And he was speaking Mm. to a subordinate. That is the crux and the heart of the doctrine of lesser magistrates. It's commissioned through history, biblically. That's what our founders relied on. That's basically what Elijah is speaking to him about, even though it didn't exist at that time. And that's where we're at. In other words, perfect. I I need to let... I need to let you leave it there just so we can take a quick break. We're going to work on the sound just a tad so we will not miss any word. Uh, And you also referred to the, um, you you gave me the perfect segue, the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. When we come back and we have Steve pretty much for the rest of the show, We're going to explore, well, what the heck is the doctrine of lesser magistrates? Well, that is among the reasons that I invited Steve Hall on the show. You can see he's not sitting around, he's doing stuff, and you can help him be among the 7,000. One moment, uh, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Fridays Spouting Off. I'm Karen Cataline. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. This is Karen Cataline, host and producer of Spouting Off. Got an opinion, a guest suggestion, or a show tip? Follow me on Facebook or Twitter and let me know your thoughts. All you need is to know how to spell my name. It's the same on Twitter, Facebook, and www.karencataline.com. Karen is spelled the normal way. No goofy Y's or Q's. K-A-R-E-N. And Cataline is spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. Want more Spouting Off? You can find the complete archive of Spouting Off shows at www.karencataline.com. All my op-eds and blog posts are there, too. That's www.karencataline.com. Thanks for listening, and if you have a moment, please spread the word about Spouting Off. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can Ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. 
There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma today. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off Friday. And uh, boy, I hope you had a good week. Uh, And uh, we love to end the week with our Friday edition of Spouting Off here on BBS Radio and K-Star Radio Network. We are speaking with Pastor Steve Hall, one of the many Steves that go to the Destiny Christian Center. You may remember, uh, I don't know how many weeks ago, we had the senior pastor, of Destiny Christian Center, Stephen Grant, and this is Steve Hall. Such wonderful people over there. If you are local and you want to partake of what they have to offer, as a matter of fact, they even do a lot of stuff online, Destiny Christian Center in Greeley, Colorado. This is the founder of something called Calling the 7000, and you can visit it at callingthe7000.com. Thank you for staying with us, Pastor Steve Hall. We're so grateful to have you today. Thank you, Karen, and uh, um, it's a joy to be here. It's a joy to be Uh, with you. Ah, it's a joy to have you. You have so much (laughs) knowledge and information, and one of the things that I think our listeners would, I hope, appreciate is that I'm, I'm always in the lookout for, because I learned so much and I continue to, from all you guys over there, <laughs> who except the nice Jewish girl who's not always so nice, um, Steve Grant uh, has made it possible for people in this church to discuss politics and discuss the connection between liberty. You just got through talking about that very thing, liberty and that God... Uh, uh, punished Ahab for being a dictator. We're hoping that there'll be some punishments against dictators today. Um, and and always looking for liberty pastors, liberty rabbis, people who understand the predicament that we're in, that Christians and Jews are on the front lines of fighting for religious freedom. Why don't you, if you have comment on that, please do, and then also just finish up with calling the seven thousand and what? Well, let's 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 take it one step at a time. Sorry, I yeah. try to do too many things at once. Uh, <laughs> uh, just your thoughts on that about being a liberty pastor, about you know melding these two things together. Well, um, as we as we stated earlier, as I stated, you know the prophet Isaiah said that the government shall be upon his shoulders in a prophecy that was given in basically seven, he he was in the 739 B.C. to 685, so he was talking about when, when Jesus comes. But the first thing we have to do is, is all agree that the government is 
is God-ordained. And the people that don't um, agree with that or don't accept that, that's the other side, right? Uh, good and evil. Good and evil, difference, and so forth. But God-ordained government. The, the point here is, even in our nation's history, if, which is a relative, we're, we're a baby in the world of nations. Um, this is the first nation founded under God. Uh, our founders put numerous references into the Declaration of Independence. Uh, the opening, the opening line, when in a course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of earth the separate equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. So they were standing on those things that are bigger than themselves. Um, the, the doctrine of lesser magistrate we talked about. Yeah, let's about just go briefly. right into that. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's known as, and it, it was basically first used in the 1558 officially, and that was in the writings of John Knox to the nobles of Scotland. When after that, prior to that, the Romans, the Roman Church, had burned him in effigy. Well, he wrote the appellation or the appeal to King John, and. In it, got it signed, and he won his appeal to the court. In that, um, when there is a magistrate in high position, okay, that is in a high position, and he uses that position, he or she uses that position to impose tyrannical treatment upon another or to break the law, or not hold their standard of governing, of fairness, and, li- and the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When that magistrate, i.e. maybe a president, i.e. Yes. maybe a governor, i.e. maybe a, well, or a, a county commissioner, or, or even a city councilman, we have a responsibility to call upon him and, as a lesser magistrate, overrule him against unjust orders. And, and simply put, the lesser magistrate doctrine is when one magistrate who is lower in authority than that of higher authority opposes or resists the unjust orders or laws of the higher authority. He is justified in doing so, and his actions are morally right, proper, and legitimate. That's wow. what our founders did when they, with the Declaration of Independence. Steve, they that both, is so go ahead. cool because it's so relevant, isn't it? It's so relevant to what we have today. What I want to take at least the rest of the time that we have together, because our, our next segment is kind of short, 
relatively short, okay. is to talk about how you want to use these two concepts that you've introduced us to. What kind of action, what kind of, okay. of putting in practice can we glean from both calling the 7,000 and then this whole idea of the doctrine of lesser magistrates, okay? So we have a few yeah. minutes. Why don't we just go backwards and talk about the doctrine and how you used it recently in a uh, county commissioner meeting? That's, that's a very good example. So we had uh, our county commissioners here in Weld County, uh, four out of the five, I need to stipulate that, had voted to produce a document at county expense through the Department of Health that urged the city, the county residents to be sure and get the vaccination against the COVID phenomenon so that they could for sure spend their Thanksgiving and Christmas with their relatives, unlike last year. Mm. So it's a backhanded, it was a backhanded way to say, well, if you're going to spend time with your relatives, if you expect to do that, you better get vaccine. That's an overreach from government, just as Joe Biden is an overreach from the federal government and the Supreme and the courts just struck it down, part of it. So what I did is I went in and I took the doctrine of lesser magistrates and they were claiming compliance with the, our governor here in the state of Colorado for the, uh, for the vaccinations for the upcoming holiday season. And I said, it's, you, you have a duty as an official to conform to what this doctrine says. And I read the doctrine of the lesser magistrates to them because they were <laughs> acting in a tyrannical form and taking away our liberty of choice. And I left them a copy, and we have had it back into them three times since I did it the first time. So somebody has to stand. Other people then grab a hold of it and have came in and, and built upon what I originally laid, for lack of a better term. Huh. And, Is, yeah, and go ahead. we got go ahead. them to revoke that. You're kidding. You did. You got they them to back. revoke that. They See that? It back. Yes, ma'am. How about that? Do you have any additional information on the comments they gave as to why they did that? Because what you're talking about can be done all over the country based on principle, standing on principle. Absolutely. And and it's not it it's so principle you know, you can have bad principles and good principles. Um, but the thing is, is when they have a, an overreach and it impugns our liberty, then we have to stand. If we lose our liberty and we don't stand, shame on us. Right, um, right. It, it's, it's that way throughout history. Had our, had our founders not stood and thrown some tea bags away and wrote the Declaration of Independence, they didn't make a threatening statement. They weren't saying we're going to shoot, but what they said was, we are tired, we're not going to quarter your soldiers, force 
by force in our homes. You're levying unjust taxes. Mm. You're restricting our trade. Unfortunately, we got to take another break. I'm sorry to cut in like that, (laughs) but you we're getting it out there. And uh, so we have one more segment. And uh, is the doctrine of the lesser magistrates on your website? uh, Calling the 7000.com. It is. It is not right now. But uh, if people will send uh, on that email that I gave you, info yeah. at calling the 7000.com, I right. will make certain, and I'm going to tell them how they can get a hold of it really easily. Great. Okay, yeah. we got to take a quick break. we got one more segment with Steve Hall from Destiny Christian Center. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Gadolin. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital, starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone. Just such a pleasure and an honor to talk to Pastor Steve Hall from Destiny Christian Center. This is a thinker, ladies and gentlemen. He came up with calling the 7000.com. He came up with or he found and used successfully to push back the overreach, I hate even using that word, overreach is one thing, tyranny is something else, of government uh, with the doctrine of lesser magistrates. Uh, go to info at callingthe7000.com. Hopefully he'll put the doctrine on his website soon. And so it's callingthe7000.com. We have about 10 minutes to wrap this up. And so... Tell us about what you're doing since you you were able to turn ideas into action by going to the school, uh, going to the uh, commissioners. What what is going on with calling the seven thousand? Aren't you on a Facebook? You have a Facebook page too, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah, so people can go the there. 7, How do they find it? It's and called. Just just. Get on and type in that search field on Facebook, calling the 7,000, and it's 7000, not 7K. Got uh, it. Or, or in letters. Okay. So they can find that. That's probably going to be the post. We've got some issues going with the website right now, but we'll get it there. Okay, uh, well. The magistrate posted there as well. Terrific. So you at the break you mentioned that parents who are having – the strength, the courage, it shouldn't take it, but it does, to fight critical race theory. Uh, and they're being called terrorists for their trouble of caring about their own children's education. They can use this doctrine of the lesser magistrates. How? Well, first of all, you take it in and you present it to them and, and you speak um, and hopefully you can get some people to go with you. There was a group of parents called the Guardians here in 
in Windsor, Colorado, that have done it successfully. But the point is, is people have to stand, and when you use that power of the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, that gives you more authority in standing, because you can actually go much deeper than we can go today, but you have you have the authority to speak. Now, what I'm doing with the 7,000 is I'll be going to churches, and I'm, I'm encouraging the churches to stand, because this all started when, when pastors walked away from their, from their responsibility to government. When mm. Lyndon Baines Johnson filed the 501c3 that threatened pastors from being active in government with their church, in take, they would take their their uh, not tax exempt status away, and and they haven't ever filed a case. They haven't ever prosecuted, so it, it's not going to happen. But what we've got to do is we've got to call a modern day uh, Elijah, modern day seven thousand, a modern day black robed regiment, which started the the Revolutionary War, which the black robed regiment were pastors. That in the that's the black robe that they used to wear when they gave their sermons, and mm. a good example of that is uh, John Muhlenberg was a pastor. He finished his Sunday service, threw the robe off, and he had a musket under one arm and a sidearm and a sword under the other. And he was a captain in the Revolutionary Deal, Revolutionary Army, and he called his men to go forth with him to fight tyranny. Mm. It's going to be divisive, folks, I'm going to tell you, because even between he and his brother, his brother disagreed, and he was a pastor in New York. So when you stand, get ready, because you're going to have backlash. You never bend, you never bow, you never surrender. John Muhlenberg's brother came to him after the British burned his church down in New York and said, you were right. They are tyrannical, and I'm sorry. Mm. That's what we're looking for today. We've got to bring the pastors out into the light. We've got to bring the truth out into the light and how it applies to our our status as a nation and political. I can tell you that this this administration right now is anything but biblical, anything but liberty-minded. And we've done it to ourselves, so we have to take it back ourselves. Mm. You know what I see in Uh, the last couple minutes that we have left? Steve Hall, we're talking to uh, a a pastor, and there are several over there at Destiny Christian Center, and they all love God and they love liberty. Uh, I'm noticing that the left is preparing in the next election, we're going to have to do this short, uh, to call the people are trying to stop tyranny tyrants. This is what they always do. They accuse everyone of what they're actually doing. They're already ramping up to say that if Republicans get any control over the government, they're going to be tyrants. And I would, you can just see it coming. Can't you Steve? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what happens from a tyrannical side. They start, you know, they, 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 confront liberty by saying it's a farce. Um, They disavow theirs, and then they give people something else. You know, it's the the, uh, 
um, I deserve it. I deserve to have it. And, Entitlement. Uh, we'll take care of you. The pat on the head. Be a nice little boy. Be quiet. Go off in the corner, and we'll take care of you. Yeah. The price that for that. Work. The price for dependency is not only everything that's the antithesis of God, the way you and I understand God, but also it. It's I don't. Know, it's like the child molester offering candy to a little girl. Here's some candy, little girl. I'm going to make it sweet now, but boy, oh boy, it ain't going to be sweet later. We got to wrap this up, Steve Hall. It went so quickly. Tell everybody what you're asking of them to join Calling the 7,000 and what they can do. Well, um, I need I need everyone to just take a, a real close introspection of themselves and find a place to stand, find a place that you are are upset about, not not just upset, but or you, that you're passionate about, if it's school board, if it's city council, if it's, if it's going to your pastor and saying, why didn't you ever teach me this? Mm. Yeah. But take a stand. Stand for liberty. Don't stand... This time is kind of separating the men from the boys. Well, repeat that. I talked over you. I apologize. (laughs) You know, um, it's uh, uh, but you know, Nehemiah. There were lots of people when the wall came tumbling down in Jerusalem. Right when when that wall was destroyed, Nehemiah had lots of people of differing opinions that come, and he says. The important thing is, is that you're here and you pick a place to stand on the wall and build it. Hmm. That's Put that block great. back in the wall. Well, that's about all the time we have for talking to it. It's just been a pleasure to have Steve Hall from Destiny Christian Center. Go visit him and join him. Uh, calling the 7000com You can write him at info at callingthe7000.com. Steve Hall, it's an honor to call you a friend, sir. Thank you so much for doing this segment, doing this show with me today. Uh, I wish you all the blessings in the world. Thank you. Anytime, Karen, and, and you are, are you a there? dear friend. And thank you for <laughs> all that you do. Uh, not, not enough, but thank God that we are standing up Ladies and gentlemen, that about does it for us uh, on this edition of Spout. Uh, thank you to Doug, who's always doing such a great job here at BBS Radio. Thanks to K-Star Radio Network and everybody that uh, helps to make it possible. Tune in next Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday when there will be so much more to spout off about here on Spouting Off. <laughs>